It's the Skinny Podcast, only on Local12.com. Now, here's Richard Skinner. Welcome back into the Angry Quarterbacks. It's Season 3, Episode 1. I'm Richard Skinner. He's Tony Pike, a real quarterback at Reading, UC, in the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> That's an inside joke. Actually, the Carolina Panthers. Our other two angry quarterbacks, James Rapine, Tom Gamble, not with us this week, so it's just you and I, Tony. You ready to roll? Absolutely. All right, let's start where you were this weekend um, in Los Angeles, in Pasadena, actually, the Rose Bowl to see uh, UC knock off UCLA. And, and I'll ask you, um, this was not a good UCLA team. Let's, let's put that Correct. out there. That Correct. said... In in what you needed to have a step forward season, no matter how bad UCLA might be, that's a nice step forward, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it and it felt different for UC than what we saw last year. It was a a power approach. The offensive line it riding was, behind it, them and pretty, saying, pretty know, old school, right? Network. I mean, this is what's going to happen. We're going to run the same play, yep. and you got to try to stop absolutely. it. Absolutely. You gave Michael Warren thirty five carries. I mean, that was a a workhorse performance. Saying UCLA, here it comes. This is what's coming. I thought Des Ritter when he came in looked great, but now I think the next step of that evolution is what do you do when defenses change? Right. Because you saw him in the first half, looked great. Passing in the second half wasn't nearly as sharp. I think that's going to be a challenge now going forward because teams are just going to load the box. They're, they're, they they did more. They almost sent all 11 well, guys at times. Well, they're, they're, their biggest deficiency is wide receiver. Right. And to to not have a wide out that, that can get open and be their go-to, you're going to see – seven, eight-man boxes pretty much the rest of the way out, and you're going to have to find a guy that can beat someone one-on-one. All right, that said, though, and I'm not knocking the American, but the American is not the Big mm-hmm. Ten or the SEC or even to some extent. It was extent a bad first way. weekend for him too. And it was. Um, can't they get by with doing this at least now in the league? I mean, I guess only time is going to tell. But I think they can, if, if as long as they stay healthy, mm-hmm. they can control the line of scrimmage against a lot of people on that side of the ball. Well, absolutely. You look at the the forecast. Navy gets beat by Hawaii. Right. Hawaii puts up a ton of points. Villanova beats Temple. Yeah, beat them straight. Yeah, nineteen thirteen uh, or whatever. Yeah. UConn is is what it's been. Dreadful. Uh, Tulane looked bad. So Smooth. Yep. There's there's a lot of openings in this schedule now that you look and say, okay, Ohio University they almost lost to Howard. Right. You're coming in against Miami this week, coming off a Marshall loss. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a lot of openings and a, and a chance for this team to, to do things well. But when you look at the differences, they're physically they're a different team. They, uh, you know, they're more athletic on paper. I thought the defensive line controlled what, would, what we thought was going to be a Chip Kelly offense that's going to run right. 100 plays. They didn't even run 70 plays. So the defense controlled the line of scrimmage. Uh, I thought Brian Wright making the move from defensive line to linebacker played well. And, and the, the way that they made a statement late in the game – question it if you want but going forward on fourth and two under three minutes twice when a chip shot field goal is right there to put the game away and say this is what we're doing we're going to trust these guys up front I think it sends the right message to that team yeah I was going to ask you about that and I I was talking with Dan Horde the play-by-play voice for UC yesterday uh, at the Bengals and I guess he said he talked to Luke Fickle about that and he said it was more than just a gamble he said you know, if if they kick the field goal and kick off and likely get a touchback, they only got you know they go seventy five yards to win right. it. If you get stopped, they have to go seventy something yards to get in field goal range. Go ahead and take. So there was more than just a, right. a gamble. And that field said, goal kicker solid too. Correct. UCLA. Yeah. That, that said though, I, I'll give the credit here that says, all right, you know what? I believe in what you guys have done tonight. Let's do it. Yep. And let, let let's go ahead and roll the dice with it. And let's let's instead of us trying not to lose, let's go win. Yep. Go win the game. And that was the message after the game. It was, he brought all the offensive linemen up to talk to the team and said, look, we're going to ride you guys all year. This is what we talked about in camp, and now we're doing it through week one. So when you preach stuff to a bunch of college football players and then you get in the game and you act on it, 
when you can. That's going to that's gonna build that confidence and that swag kind of going forward as opposed to the other side. It just looked like Chip Kelly was clueless out going forward on fourth down on his own 36. Personnel issues. Yep, the personnel. It, there just seems to be a – and I know it's growing pains there, but but like you said, that's that's not a UCLA team. That, 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 that team is going to Oklahoma this week. Yes, they are. Good. It's not going to end you well. Wanna, you want a barometer, check that out. But it's a great first step for UC. It's, yeah. a, it's a program – I think changing win and, and Mo Egger talks about it really. That that felt like the start of the Luke Fickle era. Yeah, and, and and you know last year I think there was some expectations for for more, and mm-hmm. certainly the way it kind of played out as the year went on, it seemed to get worse and worse. Personnel wise, they weren't good enough. They right. just they simply right. were not good enough to do it. But you you knew some help was on the way. You felt some help was on the way. You saw that some quality help was on the way. You have to see it pan out, and it did that. I, I thought a nice step this year would be six and six, seven and five in a bowl, and maybe the expectations a little more than that now, yeah. and maybe it should be. Yeah, I think I think coming off that win and seeing what unfolded the, this week, I think outside of UCF, right. who, who looks really they good, they still look good. Yes, I, I think you're going to go into every game with a chance to win. No question, and, on the road or at home. Right. I mean, you just won in the Rose Bowl, man. Yep, and and that should be the confidence going forward and the and the mindset going forward. Now the next step, you know, you're coming in this week. Uh, battle for the victory bell, and your underdogs again. So, you know, your two-and-a-half-point underdogs, can you keep that that same drive and feeling now coming off a big win at the Rose no Bowl to, to get back to work, to put two weeks together? and then At, you know, at you, a neutral site right. venue, too. They're playing right. at Paul, for those of them that are playing that game at Paul Brown yep. Stadium as opposed to either Oxford or UC right. in you, this case. So You come in and get that win, and now all of a sudden the, the ball gets rolling a little bit, and and you really start to make that push. Let's talk about Miami quickly. They are they they lost their opener to Marshall 31-28 last year. They lost that at Marshall 31-26, a game that was weird because mm-hmm. Marshall returned a couple of kickoffs for touchdowns. You, you didn't think that was going to happen this year. That's kind of almost fluked right. to some degree. But Miami just got beat. And and this was this was kind of supposed to be the year. Look, the 6 and 6 year was the was the great story of 0 and 6 to yep. Gus Ragland leading them to six wins and, and getting them to a bowl game. Last year was a was a bit of a letdown. Some of it Gus got hurt, some of it some other things. Five and seven, they slipped back. This felt like this was supposed to be the year, is supposed to be. I shouldn't write it off yet. Is supposed to be the year. Miami finally has a winning record for the first time mm-hmm. since 2010, goes to a bowl game again, competes maybe for at least the Mac Divisional title. What does that first game say, or is it does it really say Marshall's not bad? I mean, they they were eight and five last year, went to a bowl game, I think won a bowl game. I mean, they're, yeah. they're a solid team. Well, I don't I don't think I mean it's not like like we talked about Temple losing to Villanova. Correct. It, that that's a, a quality team in Marshall, but the the preseason talk was that Miami's good enough to to compete in the MAC and, and have a chance to win the MAC. So it's just a disappointing start, and I think the way that they lost it really got you know Marshall controlled the line of scrimmage. They forced Miami to. I mean, I think Reglan threw just under 50 passes. So you know, you're you're forcing them into a lot of third downs. I think it, it's interesting because the last couple of years UC's won this game, but it's felt like Miami should. <laughs> Miami lost the game yes, it, last year for the, correct. No, UC did not win. Yes. Sorry, UC fans, they yes. did not win last year's game. Chuck Martin and Miami. Yes. Chuck Martin lost that game. Yep, but it feels the last couple of years like they're getting closer and and they're they're in positions to win. And I think now. It, it, it's going to be a prime example. Can they come in? You know, Gus Ragland wants to go out it as as winning that victory belt. Sure, it's something that that they haven't had at that school in a long time, and it's it's a rivalry that means something for for both teams. It with with Miami trying to recruit the area, with UC trying to recruit the area. This is a huge huge you know bragging rights game. Of did did, did you lose a victory bell game as no, UC I did quarterback? Not. You did no. not. You presided over all victories. Yes. How about that? Did you were you the one that would ring the bell? Were you the first one over to no. ring the bell? Now, well, I can't claim my gray shirt year, but. 
Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Other see, than that, just, did you ever ring it? Yeah, I rang it. Okay, I'm just I checking. Mean, I, I wasn't. Mean, you're I the wasn't, man, dude. I, you know, I wasn't like in the in the you know first one over to the sideline picking it up and. and what kind going of leader are you? You were a quarterback. That's what wanted quarterbacks to let, I wanted to let the cavalry uh, okay. go out. I you know, see. the big guys uh, up front that okay. got us there. Right. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Uh-huh. That or you were too lazy to get over there. One or the other. <laughs> it was heavy. The bell's heavy. <laughs> bell's heavy, man. It's only about 180 pounds. <laughs> no question. Um, I know you. You maybe not uh, didn't get up early enough on Saturday morning because it was a UC kickoff at seven. Uh, Eastern time, four yeah. o'clock uh, out there. So you would have had to got up, got up. What you would, there's no way you were up enough to watch the Ohio State game, <laughs> at least the first half. But I'm sure you were aware of what they did, hanging 77 points on Oregon State. That part's uh, yeah, 77 is a lot, but yeah. Oregon State's not very good. They were a one win football fall, team. Man, <laughs> Oregon State, they were a couple years ago. They, that team was competitive. They actually were competing. Mike yeah. Wiley yep. was was the coach. They actually were competitive. Yep. They're not any longer. Yeah. But I, Dwayne Haskins, it looked like a. a, a a flawless transition. Mm-hmm. He, he has different skills than JT Barrett does, but it looked like a completely flawless transition to me offensively. Maybe it should have because of what Oregon State is. That said, they gave up a lot of points yeah. too. It, uh, it it's funny because everyone claimed you know the the comparisons are well Haskins is, is a better athlete, he's a better thrower, but JT Barrett was a leader. I think that gets overblown a little bit sure. I, with what JT Barrett. Well, JT Barrett was a great college player, but when you look at Haskins, he's got the skill set to be. A complete quarterback Dynamic, and, and yes. one of the best quarterbacks they've had go through there, and you match that with the skill guys they have at running back and receiver. It it it, it has the the shapings of a strong Ohio State team that, you know, when you look again, you look at the big, you look at Michigan, the struggles they had. Michigan State struggled early. Should have almost got beat. Yep, I think this is. I think the Big Ten is is Wisconsin and Ohio State, and I think after that it's a little bit of a drop off. Yeah, this Penn, year. Penn State struggled to yep, win in overtime against Appalachian against State. State. Yeah. Uh, but but I think it's 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 one of those Ohio State teams that they're they're going to score points. Can they stop enough people? Because you know when you give up that many points to Oregon State, there's still some holes defensively. Uh, but but it's yeah, gonna that, be, they, they gave up a lot of yeah, yards and points. But it's gonna it's gonna end up being they're going to try to outscore well, the thing, teams, uh, and they can. You you this team can average fifty points, right? It really can. Absolutely. Uh, is that defense bad enough to give up fifty even in the Big Ten? I I doubt it. I, I don't think that's the yeah. case. And I and I. I I look past Rutgers this week because I don't think Rutgers has, but that TCU Correct. matchup because TCU looked impressive, and you're not going to have Urban Meyer. I think that's going to be a, an early test for this. I team think TCU to, plays a Thursday game, so they've got a yep. little extra time to prepare too. Yep. So. I think it's going to be interesting to see where this team's at. But you know, when you look at at what where college football is at this point, getting a week week one win in any division is a good thing because there's a lot of those national powerhouses that seem to be struggling right now. Um, people were calling the Notre Dame Michigan game kind of mm-hmm. the uh, the loser, the losing coach would be on the overrated hot seat, for lack of a better term, if you will. Why is it not work for Jim Harbaugh at Michigan? I don't, I don't know. And I know, man, it's, it's a tough question for you to ask a guy. I, sitting I still in think Cincinnati, it starts but, at the quarterback situation. I, I still, and I thought they they think they think Shea Patterson was the guy. I don't think he's showing to be the guy yet. He looked nervous. He and their offensive line tentative. is terrible. It is, and it, it's. It's it's almost to the that point seems now. to be the constant though yep. the, the quarterback play and offensive line play there has not yep. been very good. It just it it's he just can't Jim Harbaugh's not getting over the hump and and you wonder just how long that's going to continue to go because when you're not beating Urban Meyer in Ohio State Correct. and you're not winning rivalry games you're not winning road games when they matter you're 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 playing on on uh on house money right now and it's it's going to be a, a difficult situation and it, that's all over Texas is a situation yeah right Florida State you saw that and the funny it's part just, is it, it always felt like there's no excuse for Florida State Florida mm-hmm. Texas maybe even A and M UCLA uh, yep. USC 
no excuse because of of the 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 recruiting base that they can get for Correct. them to be where they are. I, and maybe it just shows you that maybe some of those five star guys are not staying as yeah. regional as they are anymore. As they're looking for whatever they can get well, nationally. I, I think it's great for college football because you start to see guys go elsewhere. Uh, but at the same time, you look at right now after week one, Alabama and Ohio State look like the the leaders of the pack. And Clemson then it, in too far behind. Yeah, and then and out of those three, after those three, it, it looked and Notre Dame I thought looked good. They did. Uh, but after those three or four, it looks like a substantial drop into into where the the playoff yeah, scheme yeah, would be. I know, but it, it's going to be a great race. I mean, they're oh, yeah. they're yep. by, by the time we start doing this, about six weeks, seven weeks from now, you think we can get we're going to talk about fifteen. Let's get games. Saban on the phone and ask. I'm going to ask about the quarterback, quarterback situation. I, I'm going to ask you something. Coaches are a little wound a little tight. Mm-hmm. You you played for a yes. wound tight guy. The, my favorite thing from him was when when he made them co-starters. That's fine. You want to put right. that on paper on your depth chart. That's cute and fine and all that. But when somebody asks you which one is the first team, and he says, "Why does there have to be a first team guy? Right. Why is it? You know why? Because somebody takes the first snap of the game. Correct. That is the first team guy. Doesn't mean you don't yeah. like the backup. Doesn't yeah. mean you don't want to play Doesn't the mean backup. He's a great backup, but it's not one A one B in college. No. Football. What what in what? I guess if, if you were dealing with that, if you were Jalen Hurts, and look, you always feel like you're the better guy, mm-hmm. right? You really, you do. Um, you felt you were like you were better than Cam Newton when you were at the Carolina Correct. Panthers. I, I know, and I thought you were. Thank you. At times. Thank you. Um, maybe once. Maybe yeah. for one pass. Well, maybe one route. Well, you're lucky. You, one good you should have route. seen my touchdown dances if I would have ever got in there. Oh, but they, yeah. they would have been infamous. Yes. Uh, for sure. Um, but... But how, how how do you handle that if, if you're if you're Jalen Hurts? Yeah, I think at this point he's got to sit down with with Nick Saban and have a talk of, you know, because he if if you're a guy and, and you see, I want to play. Yeah, you want to play whether that's at Alabama or somewhere else. You want to have that opportunity, and you can't just keep going back and forth like this all year. I think they'll need Jalen Hurts at some point this year, uh, but but I think when you look at what Tua does, oh, I mean, he's, he's dynamic. A, he's he's unbelievable. Yeah. He's he's one of the the best quarterbacks we've seen in the last five ten years from from a two game sample set. Right. But it, it's hard because, you know, Jalen Hurts leads that team to a national title last year and gets benched and and at the end of the game you lose your job. I I think it's it's something where he's gotta say, look, you know, out of respect for me, you know, I've always bought into this this sure. university. You gotta be honest with me and if that's the case I need to go elsewhere right. because I want to play college football. Yeah, I, and there's I, nothing I, wrong with that on either either side. Lastly my Kentucky Wildcats got a win over Central Michigan. I'm oh. excited by that thirty five twenty Benny Snell over 100 yards. They uh, they have Florida this week. Oh, that's a you guys haven't beat that team in a while. <laughs> 1986 oh. on a cold, frozen day in Commonwealth Stadium. Yeah. Bill Ransdell was the quarterback. 10 mm-hmm. to three was the final score. They had a chance last year, Tony. They had a chance last year and blew it. <laughs> blew it. Blew it. And the officials blew it. Um, I don't think they get it. They done don't have again. a chance yeah. this year. No. Unless, unless last year was the chance. Unless Snell goes for like 250. And he's I not. Mean, he's I love be, Benny Snell. He's yeah, really good. He, but, he's got to have some kind of special day. But yeah. Yeah, it, it it seems like uh like last year was was, was the, the opportunity, the chance of a lifetime. Yeah, but I, you know, you, I am going to but die. You got that first win. I am going to die. Never seeing <laughs> Kentucky beat Florida ever again. Well, you ever. Got the, you're one to know. Yeah, small victories. Small victories. I'm taking the small one to know is good for me. Absolutely, I'm, I'm good with that. All right, we do the show in three segments. We do a college football segment, an NFL segment, even a high school football segment. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the Bengals and their mm. season opener against the Colts. Some roster decisions they made and the signing of Geno Atkins and Carlos Dunlap to contract extensions. That and more as the angry quarterbacks continue. We're minus two of our quarterbacks today. I'm Richard Skinner. He's Tony Pike. Tom Gamble and James Rapine not with us, but they will be with us in the near future. Stick around. Our NFL segment comes up next. You are the center of a universe. 
That's what we've learned in 160 years serving our community. Everybody means the world to someone. So when you're in here, or if someday you find yourself in here, and when all you can think about is the world that revolves around you, we'll be a world that revolves around you too. Mercy Health. Healthcare for the universe of you. Welcome back into the Angry Quarterback Season 3, Episode 1. Mm. Tony Pike is the only real quarterback on this program. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com. Tom Gamble, uh, my former radio partner, will usually join us on the show. Yeah. James Rapine will occasionally. occasionally join us on the, on, the, on the program, which is always a, a good time had by all. Can't wait. Uh, let's talk a little uh, little NFL. Um I want to start because I haven't, you and I haven't seen each other. We saw each other a bunch in training camp, much to my demise. I got a chance to see you every day. Yeah, um, yeah. But I haven't seen you in a while, so I didn't get a chance to talk to you about the the Dunlap Atkins extensions. It, it 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 was coming for a while. I mean, back in March, talking to some people in the organization, they were looking to trim some areas, and mm-hmm. George Iloka was actually mentioned by name, and it finally came to fruition. They had some rollover money in the salary cap. This was coming. Gino to me was a no brainer. I thought Carlos Dunlap was a little bit of a luxury. Right or wrong? Well, be careful. All right, I, I think Carlos Dunlap's worth worth every dollar. Okay. Because I get a little bit of a kickback from that Sugar Bowl performance. That's where right. I, you you, you know, made, made you him made a lot him. of yeah, money. Uh, but but what, what's your percent? So what's your percentage of that? Oh, the forty five. I can't, We can't talk okay. about that. Okay. All right. Non disclosure form yeah. signs. Yeah. <laughs> we. I'm I'm with you that if there's a depth at this team, it's a defensive no line in in that defensive end position because. Carl Lawson has to get snaps. Uh, yes. Sam Hubbard has yes. worked his way in to get snaps. Yes. Uh, Jordan Willis has yeah, worked his way Jordan in to get snaps. There, there's a lot of guys on that defensive line that can come and go. I thought I thought the Dunlap was a little surprising. I think any, you, you have to lock up Geno. Yes. And, yeah, that, and that, that was no brainer. That was a no brainer. Uh, but but uh, you're right. I, I thought I thought you know the the Dunlap signing was a little push, but at the same time he's he's part of that core group and and that strong defensive line. And in the NFL, if you can control the offensive line. Uh, you're going to have a chance to, to really make some make some damage on on defense. Yeah, and the, the one thing I would say, um, I would have taken that money and probably made Darquez Denard more of a priority mm-hmm. just because moving forward you got to have corners in this well, yeah, team. And, and, and you get rid of Kavari Russell. Yeah, that, 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 that's a big big loss. Yeah, big huge, loss. huge. He's he's back in the locker room though. He's on the practice squad. Yeah, he did that's make the practice squad. Um, did Woodside I, make it? Uh, Woodside signed with Tennessee. By the way, Man, did you see that? It's a big loss. Tennessee. Logan Woodside and National Nightlife. Yep. How do you think that's going to work out? Not good. <laughs> probably not. not good. Probably not well, for sure. Um, no, but, but you know, on some teams, Green Bay's got the best quarterback, right? They got Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. or, or you can argue New England. Um, some teams got the best offensive line. One team's got the best set of skill guys. I'm not so sure the Bengals don't have the best defensive line in the NFL, yep. top to bottom. And look, if that's your strength, make it your strength, and make it your strength moving forward for years to come. Absolutely, and and they did that, and they you know they locked up two big pieces, and you got guys on rookie deals still, and and I think that's it, it's just a changing of the Bengals philosophy that we've seen so many years. And you mentioned the Iloka decision, LaFell. you mentioned the LaFell decision, right. you bring in Cordy Glenn in the offseason and make waves that way. There's just so much going on that it just feels different this year for this Bengals, and it's hard because you know the Browns went four zero last year in the preseason, and it's hard to watch preseason football and not get excited about the season. Right. But, man, it just it feels like they have enough talent defensively to stop guys, and it feels like offensively. I know we don't have – I know the offensive line questions are out there. I know we really haven't yeah. established a running game in the preseason. That gets overlooked. But, man, their skill guys are just they're, – they're, they're really good and they're, no they're elusive and, and they're big playmakers. 
On the Bengals 53-man roster, really not a lot of surprises. Um, I think some were surprised with Ryan Hewitt being let go, but it seems like they are phasing that position yeah. out. Um, he was, got less was, and less snaps. It was just a weird signing. It was. When, the, when, they, when they made the signing, it felt like, okay, they're making the effort to be a downhill I-formation power running team, yes. And you just didn't see him. I I think the Hewitt Hewitt aspect is interesting that he lands in Indy. The week of the week. Right, because there's a a lot of information you can can give a a defense with with calls and things like that. Although the only thing I can tell you is if they ask Ryan to de- you know to diagnose some passing tree stuff, yeah, he can only say, "Look, I know isolation. I know yep. I know tailback That's isolation. It. I can show you the tailback isolation, which they're not going to run anymore because I'm not there. Correct. Other than that, I can't help you. Correct. Guys. And that's why we'll probably see him get cut by Wednesday. Yep. He just he's in for for a couple days. Just say, give us some calls or something. It, it is funny. There's a lot of teams that do that. This yep. There are a Absolutely. lot of teams that do that. For goodness sakes, but really, no surprises for me. Any for you? No, I don't think so. I, I think, you know, the Auden Tate aspect, I think he made enough plays in camp that you had to keep him. Yeah, I, it, it's funny about that because he didn't really do it in the preseason other than that catch against the Bears. Yep. I mean, he, and he didn't get a lot of opportunity right. either. So a lot of the excitement of Auden Tate, though, was what we saw back in mini camp, training yep. camp. It feels like to me the Bengals really felt that some other team or teams yep. would have plucked him. That's why they did kind of that little roster juggling with Cody Core. Um, Devontae Harris, Michael Johnson, to try to keep yeah. those guys keep keep Auden Tate on the roster. They knew something that somebody yeah, liked well, him I, somewhere along the way. I think they would. I think he would have got picked up. And I think you're at this point, you're just playing for the upside. Yeah, and no I doubt. Think his upside is great. Once he, he may never and for right. people. He may never play a game this year. He Correct. may be literally every week if everybody stays healthy, a healthy strike because he gives Correct. you no. He has no special teams value. Yep. His value is as a receiver. Yep. And is a, right now a special specialist receiver of going up right. and, on jump balls and just taking it away from people. But I'm with you. I, I think that that look. People can look and go, oh, God, you kept seven wide receivers. Well, you did, but this is kind of a developmental situation if everybody stays healthy, and yeah. that's fine. And, and, and again, the receiving core, it's not like they're lacking depth right, right now. A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd's great. I think great. Alex Erickson's really good. Erickson, John Ross yeah. finally pushed through, and thank God James in here because we, we would be, have to talk about that. He'd be excited with that. Um, but, no, they're the skill guys, and then what Joe Mixon and Giovanni Bernard give you in the passing game as well, and, and what we've seen from Tyler Eifert so far. I yeah. think it's I think it's it's promising going into week one and and should be that build up and that excitement back in with this Bengals team. Two questions for you, John Ross: more drops this year or touchdown pat, touchdown receptions? Oh man, I'm going to go drops. Oh, you're lucky. You better be lucky. Rapine's not here. I'm, I'm going drops just so James and I can have something to argue about. <laughs> we'll get, we'll get in that, here. and especially if he drops one in Indy this week, yeah. we'll have we'll have even more. I think I think John will. Have, I think he'll have a, a great impact. I do too. I, I just I, don't know how many times. That he's going to get over the top for touchdowns. I think he'll he'll make some some great plays and contribute week in and week out. I just don't know how many touchdowns yeah, that'll be. I, I go by. I use this stat uh, after the the touchdown catch against Buffalo in the preseason. He had a twenty yard plus reception in mm-hmm. each of the first three preseason games. Last year, all of last year in the regular season for the Bengals, three guys yeah. had more than 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 three games or three more than three twenty plus yard receptions. It yeah. shows you what kind of an impact he can have on this offense. Well, then I think the the Buffalo play. Is enough to scare still fear and defenses yes. Yes. for the rest of the season. Correct. So if, if that if that goal is crossed off and they have to spend more time at practice mm-hmm. preparing for that, then you're, then the job has already been been taken care of and, and he's already worth the the uh, the draft pick. I wrote about this uh, I don't know three or four weeks ago when Tyler Eifert was first coming back on local twelve dot com that I if, if it was me uh, if I was the Bengals I would. I would have a plan for Tyler Eifert that doesn't include him playing 85, 90% yeah. of the snaps in a game, that he would be he would be kind of a specialist. Third and seven, he's on the field. Mm-hmm. Red zone, he's on the field. Maybe an occasional first or second down. 
he's on the field. Um, agree, disagree, and what do you think they will do with him this season? Do you think they will find kind of specialist spots to put him in? I agree with you, and I think they they should find spots. I, I think they'll I think they'll trot him out there for some first downs just yeah, to just, give just defenses right, looks and, right. and understandings. But when you when when you look at Tyler Eifert, the first thing that comes to mind isn't blocking, run blocking. And then he, he's actually shed a little bit of weight. Right. He's admittedly lost ten or fifteen pounds, right. and he the, the injury last year occurred when he was run blocking. Right, that's when it occurred. And at, at this point, just call it what it is. Just say, look, he's he's a matchup nightmare for tight end, for linebackers and a matchup nightmare for safeties. And he wins one on one battles. Yep. And he draws double teams and he draws attention in the red zone, and that's attention that goes away from Joe Mixon, from AJ Green, from John Ross. From John Ross. There's a lot of guys now that you can't play. You can't double team everybody. Correct. So. A healthy Tyler Eifert on third downs and a healthy Tyler Eifert in the red zone gives Andy Dalton a lot of options and a lot of different things. When you split a tight end out wide, you get a pretty good man zone indication right away. So you're giving Andy Dalton all the keys, and now it's just reading out who's not getting double teamed and who's going to win the one-on-one matchup. And I think that's where Tyler Eifert can help this team the most. And if you need him later in the season, then you you got a fresher Tyler Eifert. I just don't think coming out right away the guy needs to play 95 snaps no agreed and I, and I don't think he will I right. think they've got a plan for him in yep. place for goodness sakes you mentioned Andy Dalton I thought he looked really sharp in the preseason uh, missed a couple of throws in the Dallas game to AJ Green on kind of a wheel rowdy mm-hmm. type of a play one that he he clearly missed he missed the throw it was yep. wide open he just mistimed it thought he got protected well we'll talk about the run blocking in a minute because the run blocking did not look very good in the preseason but I thought the protection was really good he looked really sharp it was almost like he felt the comfort of I got my guys again. I got I got people around me. Mm-hmm. It's coming out of my hand because of what you said. And it, one thing about it, Andy is pretty good at, at making a right decision in yep. reading a defense. He may not always put it where you want it to go. He may not have the arm strength you'd like him to have, all those things. Right. But he's pretty good at that. What did you see out of him in, in the preseason that would make you go, maybe this this might be his I, I think I really I think this might be his best year yet. I really do. Yeah. Well the misses are when he's getting pressured or when he's right. feeling pressure starts throwing off the back foot a and little you, bit. You, you talk about him, and I like what you say. He, he started kind of feeling ghosts yep. last year at yep. times, even when there was nobody there. Absolutely, and a lot of that comes from his blind side. Right. And now you've got Cordy Glenn sitting back there, who's mountain of a man. He's huge. And he does the job that you saw with a Whitworth. And, and that, that comfort level and that security blanket to where he's not having to look over his shoulder, and now he's reading down the field. The ball's coming out on time. Well, and he also has a center that didn't allow a Correct. pressure this year in, in preseason. It, Correct. Again, it's preseason. I get all yep. that. Not as many exotic blitz stuff, all those kind of things. Didn't allow a pressure. How many times did Russell Bodine get pushed right. back into Andy Dalton? Yep. So right now he's got his backside that's been covered. His front. Up the middle. Right. And, and if there is a, a weakness in that line, it's at least in front of him. It's at least at that right tackle slot. And you can help there. And, yep, and you can help, and, and he can see that. He can right. see if, if someone's getting through and leaking through, so he doesn't have to worry about what's going on behind him. And I think that has translated. To me, it's been the best camp I've seen from Andy yeah. Dalton. Uh, it, it just The new offense, I think, is a fresh start for him and, and reignites you. And then the skill guys he has. I mean, they've, they've, they've drafted John Ross. They drafted Joe Mixon. They've put pieces around him that are exciting players. Tyler Boyd was a high draft pick. And had a good camp, had yep, a good preseason. Had a great camp. Yep. They, They've put the pieces around him and built in and, and, and said, hey, our confidence is in you, and I think you're seeing that confidence being shown from him. He's not looking over his shoulder. He's not hearing the echoes of, wow, A.J. McCarron needs to be playing. He's playing a lot looser. Uh, he, and to me, he's looked as sharp as I've ever seen him yeah. look since since he's been in Cincinnati. Um, I, I'm, I'm still skeptical of the running game. Um, I think it's fair skepticism. I know people can say, yeah, preseason, you don't yep. get in a rhythm. You didn't run. You ran right probably more than you ran left because you were trying to see if those guys on the right could run block and mm-hmm. maybe they couldn't. You buy that or do you, do you worry about the running game? 
that that's still my concern. And and when you look at preseason, like we talked about, Cleveland went four and zero last year in right. the preseason, and people were well, Cleveland Cleveland's going to surprise some people. The worry yeah, is yeah, they, they surprises by not winning a game. Absolutely, that was a surprise. But the worry is now is is when teams can come in, just like any level, if they can stop you with their front four in the running game. That's seven guys now that can drop into coverage. That's more guys that can come on exotic blitzes that you don't see in the preseason. Yep. And guys can start pinning their ears back. So you have to establish a running game in this league. Uh, you, you have to be able to run the ball in short yardage situations. And to this point, we haven't seen that yet. And that gets swept under the rug a little bit because you look at Buffalo and A.J. Green looked great. John Ross looked great. And, and, at, and Marvin talked it away of, well, right. we checked out of some run plays right. and the positive pass plays. Right. Okay, I'll, I'll buy that right. to but some degree. When you, when you look at the, the up and down numbers, the running game's still not there. And and to have a chance in this league, you, unless you're Aaron Rodgers and can throw the ball 60 times a game Correct. and spread it out, you got to at some point be able to line up and run the ball when you need to. And that's what I want to see, the, the next step, the next level of transition in this team. And if they can do that, it's, it's a scary team. That, that, that can surprise a lot of people because of where they are on defense. You don't even talk about now perfect not being there yet. Correct. Because because it doesn't of how, bother me. It right. Does, it because does. everyone else I mean everyone looks great. Jesse Bates has filled in mm-hmm. great. William Jackson's gonna be they they have talent all over this roster. They I think. don't have the, the there's a, it, the depth is very thin at linebacker and a corner. Right. That part yep. if one of those main three corners goes down Right. And then yeah, now you're sitting in, now, in, yeah. a, in but, a world of but, trouble. But with what your starting eleven is for the most yep. part, you've got a pretty good group. Absolutely. For goodness sakes. Um what does this team do this year? I think they can get to nine or ten wins. I, I think you know a lot of the the preseason stuff has them like six and a half the over under. Yeah, I, I think, think they crush that. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, unless there's, you know, you talk about the secondary, you talk about linebacker. If something were to happen to Andy Dalton this year, it's bad. Sure. Sure. And, unless you go out and find someone, the the drop off from number one to number two is it is very I'll, significant. I'll give Jeff, Jeff Driscoll really did do a yeah. nice job in the preseason. Yep. I mean, he really did. I don't know if he he would not be a twelve game solution Correct. in all likelihood. Correct. But I thought they. If, if you want to say, hey, go on a backup job, he earned the yeah. backup job. Yeah. So. But you look at what this team, what this roster is now, barring barring injury, it's a nine or ten win team, I think, Agreed. and a team that is, is up for division with 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 this division in the AFC. I think they can go out and and compete against Pittsburgh. And I think Baltimore. ten wins wins the division. Yeah, I really absolutely. do. I, I think Pittsburgh has some issues on defense. They're going to. Well, they have issues with Le'Veon Bell. The Correct. issues going on. There's, Correct. There's a lot of. You still got Joe Flacco in Baltimore, who I think Lamar Jackson's going to have a big role on that team. And then you got Cleveland. I think this division's up for grabs. I do, I do too. Speaking of that, and I'll, I'll leave it at this. Le'Veon Bell um, has decided, at least for now, he's he's not showing up. Um, he is in a tough spot. Is he making a wrong decision, or do you think he thinks he can force his way into a contract when it doesn't look like he's going to? I think he believes that he can force his way into a contract, but at the same time, you know, if if you're Pittsburgh, it, it's a tough situation because he obviously is a huge part of that team, no doubt. And you look at Big Ben; not many years left. True. Antonio Brown. You you have a very small window of three elite players in Roethlisberger, Be- Be- Brown, and Bell that you want to get the most out of. And and James but signing running backs for big money right. is right. not conducive to really today's NFL. Correct. And I, I think that's why it's going to be interesting. That's why you say that the division's up for grabs because you don't know what Pittsburgh's going to be week one. Right. And, and, right, and I think that's that's reason for excitement, reason for optimism here. Yeah, do you have a Super Bowl champ? I don't yet. You don't? No, usually about week two. 
just what you want to see all I'll the know who it is. See the landscape. So next week we can discuss Super Bowl. We can champ. discuss it. I already know next week. Oh, you'll know. Yeah. You, it won't just, even be a discussion. Just one week of diagnosing stuff. You're good with that because you watch film on all of them. Don't all you? of them. Oh yeah, that's what I thought. You, all, you get the 22. You get the high. What do you got? The high. I do high both. camera coaches view. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, was, notes. I'm breaking down so much. Well, I mean, film you've got now. the damn binder in here. I'm looking at today. Yep. I thought maybe you start <laughs> thumbing through that for goodness sakes. Yeah, I break down so much high school tape. Oh, I know. That I really understand where I'm at with the NFL. Speaking of which, good segue. We're going to talk some high school football next. Big show down last weekend between Coleraine and St. Xavier. May Coleraine, though, step in the GMC this week. Mm. May they be ripe for an upset from mm. another team. We'll talk about high school football when the Angry Quarterbacks Season 3, Episode 1 continues. Keep it where you are. What does it mean to believe in something? To truly support and get behind it? To be committed and invested in making sure it succeeds and grows? At First Financial Bank, we go beyond banking providing resources for dreams that matter and giving back to projects that make a difference. As our family grows, our commitment to serve the community grows with it. First Financial Bank, because together we're better. Back for segment three of the Angry Quarterback Season 3, Episode 1. It's our high school football segment. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com. Tony Pike, the former Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback tell, tell people where that came from though it's an inside joke tell, tell them yeah what. i was i was asked to play in a celebrity softball event and i didn't make the event but on the event list was you know what each person did and it was tony pike jacksonville former jacksonville jaguar quarterback which i get in it's an expansion yes they, cat they, they they were they were thinking they were team. trying they were yeah, trying just, hard you know. so he is a former quarterback at reading uc and the nfl with the carolina panthers yeah and look who popped in for the high school segment. Unbelievable. The legendary Tom Gamble. After I could get here. There it <laughs> is. It's all a helicopter to get yep. from Burlington, Kentucky up to Kenwood. Took 90 <laughs> minutes because that Cross County Highway is so damn difficult to drive on, apparently. Why don't, why don't you... Sunny, have... two lanes each way. Pay attention. What, what happened? Because you see... Multiple that? wrecks, apparently. Multiple wrecks. Huh. Fred with the Sun flatbed delays? out there. I don't know what the Sun hell delays. it was. Clowns. Clowns. Probably Fred. a lot of coaches driving. Fred with the flatbed. Coaches. It's always Fred with the flatbed, is it not? <laughs> you don't want to see Fred with the flatbed. What about Vern with the Buick? Or Vern with the Buick. <laughs> or coaches. Or coaches. And you don't want to have your great uncle take over as manager of your baseball team either. Just All right. On. Here we go. All right. This past Friday, it happens, I swear, yes. I think it's week two, of, week the, two. Hi, of the high school football season. is They should just schedule every game for Saturday morning because that's mm-hmm. what it feels well, like. Yes. Don't forget this. You know what week three was a couple years ago? What do we Moon have? Clan. Oh, that's right. It was week three. It was. You're correct. Right, because Coleraine LaSalle used to be, because unfortunately I was involved with two of them. That's right. We were up with the Blitz 5 tailgate at Mason. Moon Clan was coming. the Moeller Mason game. Then we went from there to Coleraine hosting LaSalle and the the Moon Clan made its way on the west side. Moon Clan was coming. I, I, I do have a question for you because yes. Saint X and Colrain was the game mm-hmm. of the week last week. Six nothing when the when the weather came. Mm-hmm. Why did they start so early the next day? I, I think a lot of times it's predicated. I don't know this, for, but but I know officials, officials, yeah. officials. But but normally a lot of them will bump to the night because a lot of the officials will do youth games mm-hmm. during the day on Saturday. I, I just think the heat related. I know the last time, so they started at nine thirty couple years ago when they had a similar situation right. they started that day at 10 is that the home team's choice is that I, how I, that I works? believe i believe it's it funny is. To say that. it's not the referee because i went correct uh, the game i did friday night i went to the referee and i said 
are you making the decision? He said, it's not my call. Okay. It's the AD. And the game was at Withrow. I did Princeton Withrow. And he said, it's yeah. the AD. Because a lot AD's. goes into I mean, No, there was a, a, a lot of strategy staff. and thought. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. have to have your staff come back. I mean, most of the time, they'll allow people in the next day complimentary, figuring, hey, you've probably already paid anyway. Right. But I think in that case, I mean, Colerain and St. Xavier have such a good relationship. It, it, mm-hmm. It's usually a mutually agreed upon. I mean, obviously, you're, you're not trying to make more enemies. So if you're the home school, you have to do what you have to do. But you're going to try to get the consent of the visiting school as well. Yeah. Are, are these two destined to meet in the regional final? If, as long as they stay opposite each other, hard I mean, to are, believe are, are they're they, not. Are they the clear cut? Like well, the only one, the only other one, and again, it's early. Elder's I mean, it's got two on, good wins. Elder to me is yeah. one, and, and they've done it. You know, they did it with defense against Gahanna Lincoln. Obviously, Michael Bittner had the big game, running and throwing up at Indy Cathedral. But boy, oh boy, I mean, it looks that way. I mean, it's unbelievable, too. Going into this Coleraine St. X game, they were seven up, seven down, both of them. They'd split the previous yeah, what was 14. the point differential? Like, right, mm-hmm. unbelievable. Like, clo- like Correct. points, five points. Well, and, weird. and what was it? It was four of the last six had gone into overtime. Yeah, and, which and, is and, ridiculous. And this one probably would have gone in overtime, too, if they convert yep. the two-point conversion. So, Well, and I wonder, you, you know, you have to look at the, the starting on Friday, finishing on Saturday, because St. Xavier on Friday night went in 6 nothing up, but they also had a couple opportunities right. to extend the lead. Turnover. Red zone turnover. Well, and, then, and you saw on Saturday, I mean, within the first minute, they turned it over and given up the TD to put Colerain ahead for good. And then later in that quarter, Colerain capitalized, to their credit, defensively on another St. X turnover. You turn the ball over five times in yep. that game, you're likely not the winner. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about this week's. It's the uh, Angry Quarterback's big game of the week. It is Princeton two and zero at Colerain two and zero. Princeton coming off a win over a bad Withrow team. They're just they're they're depleted. They right. dressed thirty two kids and sure. fourteen were freshmen. But the win over Milford in week one was was very mm-hmm. eye opening. Um, dominated the line of scrimmage. Defensively, I think Princeton is good enough to hang around. I don't know if they can do much against. I don't know if anybody does much against that Colerain defense. Yeah or nay? No, I, I think it's tough to score on Colerain. I do think that. That what Mike Daniels is doing at Princeton. I think he's gonna. They're they're trending in the right direction. They're trending very much. He's got in the Dominic right Goodman on right. staff now, sure. yep. so he's bringing guys that have played at a high Eric level. Thomas is on his yep. staff. So you got guys that have played the game at a high level that understand what goes in and out, and and guys that these high school kids can look up to and respect and and, and buy into. And I think that's what you've seen through week two of of Princeton, but. You said at the end of the day, I just I don't think this is the year that they're going to go yeah, up and, I, and sneak up and get. And, I do and think their Cole defense Rain. keeps them in the game, yeah. though. I don't think they have it. I mean, offensively, I think they're good. I just think Cole Rain defensively is yeah. is in another stratosphere. Well, too, you mentioned Goodman, and he certainly could could teach you how to, in theory, defend the right. triple because he was yep. one of the best at running it. I think the biggest issue for all the GMC teams that play Cole Rain is right here. Sure. I think it's mental. Yep. I mean, I I think it's one of those where was it one loss? Is it one loss? Well, it's it's. Essentially, they haven't lost since 2008 when they lost at Middletown, Middletown. 42-39. to 39. Right. Had some turnovers and a good Middletown team as well. Since then, they haven't lost. Right. And I mean, you know, and there have been a lot of weeks where, how many times have you heard somebody, oh, this is it. Right. They've got yep. the chance. Last and year we talked about that. We did. Almost week in and week yeah. out of this and, being and, a week someone gets them. But I think you brought it up. I think the one thing about this Colerain team is their defense is really good too. You know, I mean, they're they're naturally explosive on offense, but when you have a defense that can complement an explosive offense, it makes you even more difficult. Yeah. Now, you saw it too. Pickerington Central to me, yikes. Yeah. I, I mean, they're the defending states. Yeah. There's plenty of good teams around the state, no question. But when you've got the quarterback like they do, like Demetri Crenshaw, so good you only mm-hmm. get on the roster your last name. Yeah, he just goes you're by just Crenshaw. Crenshaw. Yeah. You're just well, Pike, right? Yep. Yeah. 
Sure he is. But but when you get to that, I, by the way, I still see your jersey that you see. I do. It's almost everywhere you go with a crowded bunch of football fans. There it is. Skinny the usually has it on. I just said, I, 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 well, you remember my I middle like son who, who had fit him about, I don't know, 10 years ago. <laughs> he One night he, was, he knew he was going to see Tony, so he put it on, and it was, it was not a good look. Did you autograph it for him? Did I don't. I don't think don't he think asked so. for that. Oh, no, man. There's not many of those did. going around. No, no. those are those collectors' are, those item. Are, I actually. Have, hey, is there one hanging in Augie's? No, there's a painting. But wait a minute. <laughs> in my home office, I actually have. I I literally bought a. It's a. It's a rectangular. Uh, it has Tony in one photo, autographed, Marty Gilliard mm. in the other, and it's got Nippert in the middle. Mm. Pretty cool. It's in my office. Very nice. Mm. Very nice. It's got a lot of dust on it. I think I need to. I think I need to dust that sucker. I'm not gonna lie. Go ahead. I think the one when we we mentioned earlier. I, I think Elder's a team that just because of guys yeah. coming, the guys they have coming back, and what happened last year, getting snubbed in the playoffs. Correct. Like that, yep. I think that's a little bit of a chip on the shoulder. Sure. I think you've seen that the first two weeks of. Trying to say, okay, we're going to leave no doubt this year. Well, and that Cathedral win is going to right. likely get yeah. them some really good Correct. points sure. when all said Correct. and done. And they've too. got, and the other thing is, they've got a lot of guys back. Right. They were young last year. Yep. You're right. When you when you narrowly miss it, know you're one of the best eight. Yeah. And don't get in. And I want to say they have seven home games this year. They too. do. I know they have a bunch. Inordinate yeah. amount of home games, yeah. so that's not going to hurt the cause either. I would prattle off the local 12 tri-state uh, top 12 here. I was wondering why he's been teams. on his phone the whole yeah. segment. It's, it's kind of right unprofessional. No surprise. Number one, Cole Rain again this week. I didn't. I dropped. I left St. Xavier number two. It's hard to say no that they're not the not. second best team. Agreed. Covcath number three, and I've had them there since the get go. A Kentucky team usually you can't say you'd put ahead of Elder and Moeller and LaSalle and them. I, I this is an awful good program. This is a Kentucky and I'm coming out. I, it it, it is. You know, I, I will tell no you, no one's argued with me on this. Well, in three I mean, weeks. They're eighteen and zero since the beginning of last year, and I want to say there have been... Every Kentucky team has been a running clock. Right, 15 of the 18. Well, this is an interesting week. Kings is off to the 2-0 and start. Correct. And, and Kings has to go to Covenant Catholic. Kings was their closest game, albeit 35-14. Right, 21 points. Right. The only... The only ch- I guess the only issue I have is when you look back, and I'm not saying this is the same Covcat team, it definitively is not, but the last few times they've played some of those teams... It hasn't been. Close. Yeah, but that was years ago, and they they, they, they weren't where they are today. Agreed. This is this, this is Agreed. a big time in, program. In, will they be challenged in Kentucky this year? No. Um, in fact, I think every, the big question is: Will anybody keep them from a running clock? And honestly, yeah. th- there's a thought: the only one that's got a shot to do that is Little Beachwood. I mean, because they, yeah. they've got three Division One level and offensive maybe, linemen. That's and, it. and I know they lost handily to Scott County, but maybe Highlands maybe. in Fort Thomas. That's yeah. not till October 12th. A lot of things can change between now and then, but I would agree Beachwood and Highlands are the only two. All right, I got Elder 4, Moeller 5, LaSalle 6. I, I thought that was a nice comeback win for LaSalle, to come back and beat a Division One team, a good Division One team in Mason. Mm-hmm. Well, they got decent quarterback play out of Horton. He had a you know solid game. Their defense should be good enough. Sure. Okay. I think, that's, I think LaSalle's a team, too. Obviously, still mixing Horton into yes. yeah. the equation. Once he gets more comfortable right. in there with, that, with their defense, I and and that's why I, I think you go back to look at week one and you say that wasn't as much LaSalle not being very good as Cole Rain is that right. good defensively. Yep. So Well, I was out at the LaSalle-Mesa game, and I talked to Pat McLaughlin, the head coach of the Lancers, before the game, and that's what he said. He goes, look, Cole Rain's just really good. Yeah. Hard to argue we do, I'll do I'll, The quarterback training that I do, I, I work with Horton. Okay. And leading up to that game, there was – Times where we would watch a little bit of Cole Rain, it's like, man, oh man, this is yeah, that's a high school defense. Man, I do, yeah. I think, I that's, think that's that's tough for a, to to go in and, and work with a quarterback and, yeah. and see a high school defense that's that athletic and that big. That's 
That's yeah. something you don't see a lot. Right. Keep Correct. going. Correct. All right. Number seven, I got Princeton up to seven this week. Okay. I'm impressed with their See spot. how they do Friday, yeah, right? Correct. I am too. Sycamore's eight, and it's almost by default, because then you'll hear the teams below them, and you'll go, okay, I, you're probably right. I can't move anybody up. They're, they are 2-0. and They beat Mount right. Healthy. And they did. Mount Healthy for a Division three program is really good. Yep. Um, Mason at number nine. They're, law, they're coming off the loss to LaSalle. Okay. Fairfield at 10, and I could argue that maybe they go ahead of Mason, but I didn't have them ranked to start the year. They got off to a win. Right, lost a tough one to, to Springfield, right. 15-14, but they're at 10. Wenton Woods is 11, and I got Kings in there this week at number 12. Anderson? Anderson was close. Kings, and, and you can argue these are not two good Division One teams, but they did beat Lakota East, Division One, did beat Lebanon, Division One, so they got two Division One right. wins. Yeah. It was a close call. Well, when you get, I would argue, you could probably go from 10 to 16, Correct. perhaps, and make a case yeah. For you know, Wyoming's a small school. Well, I got them and, coming up here. Okay, all right. I'm sorry. That's all right. Keep going. Oh, that's okay. I got them coming. Yeah, I got you. No, guys. no, no. I was just saying, I got you, them. You let up. him take the lead and everything. Right. Like this, well, and I, when, I, when I look over there at the bifocals, <laughs> I just I figure well, he's got an extra roll, pair. Too. I got two, oh, two pairs. Why two pairs? Because I got to see. Got to see. Well, what one isn't good? What the hell do you interchange and my glasses? Because I can't see. I can't see. So good. Continue. All right, our Ohio divisions three or the three through seven top six. I got okay. Wyoming at number one. Yeah, hard to argue that. Um, although Taft gave him a good game. Taft did give him a 14, very good 12. game, right? Clinton Massey number two. They went up to Coldwater. Believe it or not, um, I was doing the scoreboard Friday night, and I was I I'd pretty much gotten everybody taken care of, and I said, looked and thought. I don't have a score on that game. You did a nice job with that. I'm still Appreciate waiting it. to find the Finneytown Gallatin County, County yeah, that one's, that which still was resumed playing. yesterday. Yeah, that's still, still going playing. on. Correct. But they went up. They finished that game at 12:15 in the morning up in Coldwater. Well, Lost to Coldwater, 31-28. Coldwater's really, really good. And you and I talked about this. That's a point game for both. Correct. They had yeah. to finish that Correct. game in the best right. set of circumstances. Number three, Indian Hill. In this little, in the three through seven. Number four, even though they're 0-2, Mount Healthy. They're 0 2. They're still pretty good. Yeah, lost to Anderson by a touchdown and and a loss to Sycamore by a couple of touchdowns. Middletown Fenwick off to a 2 0 start. It's 5, and Baden checks in at number 6. So there we go. Would Reading have been 7? They they might have been if they won a game yet. How are they? they, What what kind of start are they off to, Tone? How are things going? We'll talk about that. Now, and let me me correct you on something. It's technically Bishop Fenwick because it's not in Middletown. That's true. It's in Frank, which somebody stunned me with this, and I argued with them, and they proved me wrong. It's in Franklin. That's true. It's weird. That is correct. You are right. You get off of the Middletown exit, and it's right there, but it's not Middletown. All right. The Kentucky-Indiana combined top six. The last one we'll go through. Covcath number one there. No surprise. Beachwood is two. Hard to argue with that. Simon Kenton, three. They're They're off to a 3-0 start. Highlands is four. Two and one only lost to Scott County, which is a perennial six yep. A big school power. Sure. East Central, I didn't like. I had them number two until they lost to Oak Hills. They turned around and beat Harrison. I don't. Maybe that says Oak Hills is coming around a little bit. Yes? That one shocked me that the East Central losing at Oak Hills, but maybe it does. Mm-hmm. I mean, because winning over Harrison handily, handily. that's a pretty impressive win. Forty nine seventeen was the final there, and I got Campbell County in at number six. So there we Just go. Reciting there we go. We'll do that every week. I'll tell everybody our poll, and they can go to local12.com to see it if they didn't mm, hear it. How about plug. that? Got to get the plug in. Plug. Any other games this week for you that uh, we've got a great? We've oh, got I'm a, looking for. I, I get to do Princeton Colerain on Friday night, so I'm looking forward. to And we've to got that a game. great game in the Skyline Chili Crosstown Showdown. Plug. CHCA at Wyoming. Mm. Big deal at Wyoming. They've got. They're celebrating a hundred years of Wyoming football. Just won what their 860. <sighs> It, it's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot of wins, and, and and you know, obviously, Bernie Barry's name is on the field. Jim Barry. Redding's you know, got a thousand and one wins, by the way. But it'll be uh, they got, got Ahmed Plummer's coming back. I mean, a lot 
of the guys who were really prevalent in. I, I've, I've always believed Ahmed Plummer is the best quarterback to ever come out of the CHL. I, 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 I've always thought that. Anyway. Um. I, I would I would tend to, yeah, that's not a bad. CHA. Well, let me, let me test you, though. I don't know enough. Well, they, I mean, they lost guys they last year. They, Actually, did, they I did, lost I did, to Indian Hill rather handily. I did that game last year on Star 64 at CHCA, um, and it was a pretty good game, but CHCA lost some guys. I think they're 1-1. One one, uh, they are 1-1. One yeah, one. They yeah. beat Carlisle, lost to Indian Hill. But let me yes. ask you this. I See if I'm correct, because you're the only sick loser who mm-hmm. will know this. Two coaches have won a state title in Ohio and Kentucky both, correct? Yeah, Bob Lewis yep. and um, John Rodenberg. John Rodenberg. Yeah. Okay. How about that? And Bob Lewis won, I want to say, Wyoming and Connor. Right. And what? Bob Lewis coached a Wyoming team that didn't give up right. a point all season long Correct. back in like 62. Well, the other thing about Wyoming's career wins is they never used to play 10. I mean, when you look right. at the eight, number. Yeah, eight and, games. Right. Yeah, so, times. I mean, it's pretty impressive. And he won at, he won at Connor High School, too. He won he a state did. championship. Yes. My Did friend he win Jim Wyoming was the first. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then he came to Connor and won. Wyoming seventy seven. Who, who do you think the best quarterback to come out of the CHL was of all time? I mean, who would you, you put your vote for? Probably Adam Codwell. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Here's what I would do. Where, where would you rank yourself? They ran a dynamic two quarterback system. I think. <laughs> Ask him the last time he threw and completed a forward <laughs> pass at any level. It's hard for me at high school. I was like six six one fifty. So, you know, I don't know I, if I, 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 I really that, hadn't filled out yet. Speaking of which, I heard this story the other day. I'm going to wrap it up on this. I heard this story. I think you said, did you see really try to move you to linebacker? No. <laughs> I truly, I thought, I started, the more I, when so, you left, I, the more I thought, did they really think they were going to do so that? So, Brian Wright, who was uh, had a great game at UCLA, played mm-hmm. quarterback in high school. Right, yes. I think so, I made the, the comment that that was something they wanted me to do when I got to UC, but I declined. Yeah. Concerned, I've I've one game started at safety in my high school career, and I got ran over with four stitches in my lip. So that ended it. Yep, that was I, it. I filled the hole quickly. Contact you didn't like filled contact the hole. He lot. ran over me, and actually, as he was running over me, he stepped through my lip and tripped on my Ow. face mask. So that's a tackle. Hey, get him any way you dad, can. Dad, who played linebacker in college, never been more disappointed. Well, you had to be really disappointed. We had to be excited. I was playing doesn't safety. Care, doesn't care, son. Is star yep. quarterback. No. You got trucked tonight, son. Oh. I mean, we didn't since we didn't get to hear right. your level of excitement, Bengals Colts. I I have not an ounce of excitement for the <laughs> NFL or the Bengals. I could care less. Just, I, I will just tell you though, I am disappointed I didn't get to partake in the college say because I'll just tell you, coaches are clowns. Coaches are clowns. They're clowns. I'm tired of all of them. Uh, the majority of them. Love the majority. It. The majority, because it's a fraternity that just convinces one another of why you need to do things a certain way. That's all it is. Love it. Did you play, even if it's the wrong way? Did you play for a clown? Did you? Uh, no? Yes? What? Huh? Don't forget video, Fred. <laughs> Let me give you the, the most overblown, overrated, and media establishment should be embarrassed for all the time that they give this guy in the offseason. Enough with Jim Harbaugh. Done. He's an we unadulterated clown. Agreed. Clown. Maybe he needs to take a He won't be camp. suspended like Braylon Edwards. That's true. True that. That Mich- I'm so tired of hearing about Michigan. Yep. And Willie Taggart, honestly, too. Nice job. Boring. Nice terrible job. Game. That was a brutal. Awful. I was very disappointed in the, in the Sunday night game and the Monday night game. And you might as well just give the NCAA national championship right now. Why screw around with all these weeks? Alabama gets no, it by default. Them. Come on, man. It is pretty hard to when you see that. But it's gotten. Now, but I gotta tell you, defense. it's gotten. It, to me, it's gotten stale. It's the same teams. Mm-hmm. It's it, the same it three to five teams, and that's it. Well, we talked about Ohio State. Clemson, yeah, Ohio State Alabama. didn't play anybody again. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of the same. Georgia, probably Oregon State's good. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're talented. They're really good. 
program that should drop footballs, Kansas. Just then, he's put Rock Shock Jayhawk inside. Charlie Weiss, Charlie Weiss did a nice Kansas job should yeah. get the, the he's probably still getting paid. football treatment. Charlie Weiss is probably still getting paid, isn't he? I think Charlie Weiss so is still head to the paid. corral yeah. again. I, I think he still is getting. He weighs seven hundred thirty-eight pounds. <laughs> he misses a meal. All right, I'm done now. All right, that's it. The angry uh, Angry Quarterbacks ep- or season three episode one is over. Tom, thanks for stopping in for a second. No we problem. I'll try to that. I'll try Absolutely. to make my way here next yeah. J- next week as well. James Rapine from uh, ESPN fifteen thirty will join us on occasion as well. I can't wait to see you and James. I will back. not talk we'll NFL. Have, no, no he, I will. he will. I don't care. We'll he's have got, to sit across the table. Yeah, I can't. Sit you guys don't get along. Yeah. No, he's. Too many hot takes. Too many hot takes, yeah. Okay. We're looking forward to those hot takes on this program. Boys, thanks very much for Tony Pike, the real quarterback, the lonely quarterback on this on this program. And Tom Gamble, I'm Richard Skinner. Thanks for being with us. It's the Angry Quarterbacks right here on ESP Media. <laughs>